welcome to this week's episode of Camp Slasher, the podcast where we talk about slasher movies from the 70s, 80s, and beyond. I am one of your hosts, Maggie Pickrell-Smith, and I'm here today with my co-host and husband, Jacob. Hello, Jacob Pickrell-Smith. It's got such a good ring to it. We finally got our new licenses, and the licenses look terrible. I don't like the new design, but... Yeah, they updated to a new design, and it... I mean, I kind of like it because it looks kind of um, retro. Yeah, right? yeah, it does. But like in this, I don't know, in this situation, I just feel like retro is not a good thing <laughs> with <Yeah>. driver's licenses. <laughs> I know. So now I technically have two valid ones because they didn't invalidate my old one. Wait, really? Yeah, he just gave it back to me. They didn't void it? No, they didn't write anything <gasps> on it. Did they void yours? Yeah, they have to. I think legally speaking. I, ha- oh. I would have to look that up. But like, damn. No, the guy was like, I'm not going to void this because you're going to need to send in your physical license to the social security office to change your name. Oh, maybe mine. Maybe my person messed Hated up. Hated you? No, she me- maybe no, she he told messed me, up. No, because he told me to, to say that I never showed him my old one. What? He was like, don't tell anyone I gave you this. But I was just... So I was just cute and nice. And he was like, well, because remember I told you that um, I gave him my birth date. And he was like, that's my mom's birthday. Oh, yeah, that's right. But she was born in 1922. (laughs) Jesus. My birthday is February 22nd. So her birthday was 2-22-22. Nice. I I guess to be fair... I'm also six foot four, two hundred like seventy pounds, and so the and the person taking my information, doing everything, was a female. So I'm sure she was probably like, "I want to get this over with," because I'm probably a little intimidating, because I'm just large. You're not intimidating though. You're right. I'm kind of just a teddy bear. Although, I guess it might be a little different with your mask on. That's fair. Yeah, I probably just look like a douchebag, especially with my new haircut. Fair. You can't see my face. Oh, oh, she thought I was a fucking ass. Gonna throw his license away. Gonna shred it. <laughs> that means you have to send your new license and not have a license. Oh shit! How the fuck am I gonna do that? I don't know. Oh well, I just I just won't get pulled over. I guess I knock on changing wood. names. It's absurd to me that how much shit we have to do. Yeah, that we're this like. We're still not. We're still not done. It's twenty twenty one. It. I should be able to go on one website. Boop boop boop. Change my name. <laughs> Done. Yeah, honestly. Or at least a streamlined version, because the way that it's done right now is fucking ridiculous. Honestly, maybe I should just hire some hacker who already has all my information. Hire a hacker? Yeah, who already has all my information, and then I can just, like, tell them to do it, you know? No. You know? Also, so if you couldn't catch on already, I'm a little congested, by the way. I just want to do a little disclaimer. um, Jacob might have COVID. Yay. So we've been quarantined <laughs> since Sunday. It's super fun. Um, this is the best I've felt so far. That's good. Yeah. And I hope you don't have it. He got tested like two days ago now. Yeah. We still haven't gotten the results. So it- I'm just stuck at home and I'm really stressed because I have an event at work this week that I need to be doing stuff for and it has to be done at the office and I haven't been able to do anything. She can't trust anybody <sighs> yet to do it because yes, she's... I can. That's not the issue. Yeah, that's fair. Don't speak for me. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> she just likes to be hands on with what well, she does. Well, it's not even obviously. that. It's just that there's so much, and it's not like there's people who have all the time in the world to drop what they're doing to do what I'm supposed to be doing. You nah, know what I mean? Heck them. Make them do it. <laughs> well, anyway, so Jacob's not feeling super. So if you hear some sniffling or an occasional background cough, because he'll. Turn away from the mic, of course. 
Because he's a gentleman. Yes, of course. Um, but I probably won't edit sir. it out because I. It's too hard. Don't care. We're, in, we're <laughs> I mean, we're doing the same mic. Usually, we yeah. are in two different rooms doing uh, that's this. That's true. Yeah. So I'm absolutely not editing any of this. Yeah. Uh, There's... Besides, you know, if we need to edit like things we say. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. But y'all never will know about it. Uh uh-uh. uh Because we don't even do. We don't even save those things after the fact, like for outtakes or whatever. You'll never hear Podcasts those. Podcasts don't do that. <laughs> hey, we, what do you mean we, like bloopers? Yeah, we could be a niche. We could just do but bloopers. But the bloopers <laughs> are just like boring stories that no one wants to listen to. And then me saying, okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because 100% of the time it would just be me rambling. And forgetting what your point was. Which may or may not happen. Actually, it'll probably happen more. Well, this time. Uh, forget it. speaking of forgetting what our point is, um, <laughs> we are here to talk about Halloween 2. Spooky. From 1981. Um, John Carpenter's back. Baby. But Ye- only Ye- as the writer. Did not direct this one. Didn't know. Okay. Um, the director was Rick Rosenthal. Uh, I believe it was the first thing he ever directed. Um, you can kind of tell. Yeah. Well, he was pretty, from what I've read, he was pretty stifled between John Carpenter and Deborah Hill and what they wanted and what the 18 different producers wanted. He basically had like no say in what ended up in it and what did not and was pretty upset with the whole thing because it was just, you know, creatively not, not what his he own, would, what yeah. he would have wanted. And plus, just because, I mean, everyone's very well aware of this, but John Carpenter wrote this movie and he hates it. What's the quote? Oh, yeah. Well, don't put me on the spot like that because now I got to pull it up. But um, She'll find it real quick. But yeah, he did not want to do, he didn't want to make Halloween into like a series in the way that it is, you know, with Michael Myers basically reoccurring for each one except for the uh, Halloween 3. He wanted it to be like a mini, like a... Each each movie is its own thing. That's right? not true. Oh, Jacob likes to talk about things that I have vaguely mentioned once, but he doesn't remember fully. any of what I told him, and then he just talks forever about it. Oh, Jacob. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I'm really good at that. No, so we'll talk about that when we get to Halloween three. We'll talk more about what Jacob's trying to say. So ignore what Jacob said because that's not true. Um, and I'm not cutting it because I don't care. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> um, no, but John Carpenter was asked to write and direct this movie, and he was like, no. And they were like, we'll pay you a lot of money. And he was like, okay. <laughs> Keep talking. So he did end up, him and Deborah Hill wrote it together. Uh, mostly him, though. And is what I've heard. I don't know how accurate that is. But, um, and then... They brought in a new director. They were going to bring in, actually, uh, Tommy Lee Wallace, who I'm the worst. I'm pretty sure he was a production designer. And everyone was like, oh, he's the obvious choice. And they sent him the script. And he was like, this is terrible. I'm not directing this. (laughs) So they ended up. They offered it to, I think, a couple different people before they got to Rick Rosenthal. And again, it was his first thing. They also they also offered it to Deborah Hill, who had who wanted to direct um, in general. But she was like, I'm not doing a sequel as like my first thing. That's fair. For your debut. For your Um, debut. John Carpenter has also um, very 
he he's made it clear that he downed like a six pack of Budweiser every night while he wrote this. He heavily regrets the decision, which spoiler alert in this movie, it's revealed that Lori is Michael's younger sister, which is stupid. And everyone knows it's stupid, but yeah, he put it in it and they really ran with that for like the next 40 years. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, until like the new Halloween movies where, they thank God erased that timeline, but um, yeah, prior. To, but uh, all even, the sequels have something to do with Lori being the sister. Yep. Well, and they even like shit on that like timeline in the new movie, right? Because well, they have like one side comment with the. We'll talk about it when we get to that movie. But they have one yeah. side comment where the kids are talking about. Oh, wasn't that just like I heard they were related or something? And she was, and then. The main girl, played by uh, Andy Matichak, is like, no, people think that, but it's not true. No, I I mean, but, like, in the fact that Lori was like, he's coming for me, but then he wasn't. Yeah, he's just killing. Yeah. Indiscriminately. Yeah, I think that was kind of a, a big, like, yeah, fuck that timeline. <laughs> I don't see it as that, but. That's fair. I can get it. But, yeah, the, okay, so the quote was that Jacob was talking about, that he forced me to struggle to find in this book haha don't do that to me i'm sorry um is a from a cinema showcase interview with john carpenter where he said i think halloween 2 is an abomination and a horrible movie (laughs) so oh spoken like a true writer (laughs) yeah i um feel bad also i think i didn't mention this in the last uh episode but i I feel dumb but i wanted to point out we never talked about the uh cinematographer dean cundy who is like a legend he shot jurassic park that was um that was really well shot i have no idea who this guy is well he shot halloween he shot halloween two and three i believe wow jurassic park other things that i can't think of well established but i mean yeah he's like you know a big big deal big deal and i didn't i don't think i mentioned him that's fair oh he shot apollo 13 back to the future who framed roger rabbit oh my god wait really he did robert roger rabbit yeah i haven't seen that movie in forever me neither i've heard it holds up all that Ooh, he directed the or not directed but he was he shot the parent trap I loved that movie growing up. It was really good. Parent Trap. Hook, which I refuse to rewatch at this point because all I ever hear about Hook, and I remember watching that movie as a kid and fucking loving it. People don't know Hook is the movie where Robin Williams is Peter Pan, but all grown up. And he goes back to Neverland and like... I've never seen that. I think it, if we watch it now, you would hate it. Because all I've heard from people is... Doesn't hold it up. does not hold up. It's a oh. terrible movie. It's like everything about it's terrible. Apparently Steven Spielberg... Who's the director of that oh, movie? Oh, you just had to cried say that. in his car afterward. <laughs> wait, wait, because after the it premiered, because he was like, it was so bad, and he knew it was bad. Oh my god! And he has not watched it since the premiere. Oh my god! I know. I mean, honestly, at least he's honest. Yeah. Because <laughs> Steven Spielberg but I just, has, you know, that movie just has a special place in my heart because I was just the perfect age. It came yeah. out in '91. I'm not saying what year I was born because y'all don't even know that. But haha, <laughs> you know, it, I, I uh, 
saw it when I was super young, and I loved it. I've never seen it. I never even heard of it. I thought Hook was like a new thing, but okay, cool. It's 30 years old. That's so new, because we're like... Uh, we were born in the 40s. Well, anyway, <laughs> so there's... um. I usually like to talk about producers. There are a lot of producers on this movie. I'm not going to read all their names, but it's the usual crew. Mustafa Akkad, John Carpenter helped produce it. Deborah Hill helped produce it. Erwin Yoblins produced it, who famously had a very bad relationship with John Carpenter and Deborah Hill and was banned from set. <laughs> His last name's cool, though. Or her last name? His. His, okay. Yobrin? Um, Yoblins. Yoblins, that's I don't fun. know if I'm pronouncing that right, so don't. Okay, well, anyways. Please. Mm, well, um, and Dino De Laurentiis. That's fun. They have really fun names. Right? But, uh... Do you want to talk about budget a little bit? Do you, you have those notes? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, qu- real quick. So, I don't have my previous notes from the previous movie, but, um... I think it was, like, uh, they had a budget of, like, 380000 and they grossed, like, $75 million, or, like, $45 million or something like that. So big difference, but yeah. <laughs> huge difference, yeah. Like indie versus this one. This one's budget was two point five million, like ju- just under. Uh, and opening Where weekend, did that money go. I don't know, <laughs> honestly. We'll talk about it, but we will. We'll maybe maybe John Carpenter just fucking he. They really wanted to make that sequel. No, um, but opening weekend it made seven point five million, and then it grossed twenty five point five. Yeah, so it's funny because I would say overwhelmingly. Critics hated this movie. Oh, yeah. A lot of Halloween fans did not like this movie. Um, I think it's it's now it has. I think it's has it having like a renaissance, <laughs> where people are appreciating what yeah, it was. Sure, but it was. I mean, objectively, if you look at the numbers, it was a hit. Like oh, it was yeah. a successful movie. One hundred percent. I mean, yeah, they literally grossed ten times. Their their budget, like yeah. yeah, they they made they made a killing. Yeah, so no one needs to feel bad. Like honestly, I think I know why. Why what? Ben Tramer. I'm so sorry. What are you talking about? Uh, uh, never mind. It was the thing with like Ben Tramer being this this like all star because he just explodes. That's his character. What? Please explain to me how that it is, is an all star. It's an. All- it- I know. I would love to hear this explanation. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's. I don't understand what your brain is doing right now. Yeah, honestly, me neither. It's probably you're struggling really hard to make a funny joke about Ben (laughs) Tramer, and you don't need to because all we need to do is explain what happens to Ben Tramer, and that's funny enough. You're you're not good at crafting jokes. I'm not. You're right. You're right. Moving on. Moving on. Let's (laughs) jump right in. So, this movie is where we get the introduction of the Mr. Sandman song. Which has been, like, I, in my notes, said secondarily iconic, because obviously the Halloween theme is the real Halloween thing. But Mr. Sandman is a close second for movie, song, theme, song. I don't know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I I mean, it's a perfect choice for this movie. Well, and then they also use it, uh, they'll use it again in H2O. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that completely. Brought it back. I actually really like H2O. Can't wait to cover that one. I know. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, we basically start with a flash, not a flashback, but a 
just kind of a replay of the last few events just like of a the last quick movie. Recap. Yeah, it's not too long. It's basically just shows the final moments with the kids running out of the house at the end, screaming, running past Loomis. This is so funny to me because he does. He's not like, "Are you okay?" He's literally just like. Didn't we say he's putting around and that happened, right? Puttering around. Puttering around, yeah. But even when the kids run past him, he, it's not like he's like, are you okay? What's going on? <laughs> he's just like looks at the house thing. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> about that movie. Um, shows where Michael stands back up and then him getting shot and then him falling off the balcony, which is a good stunt. I like that stunt. That had to have hurt regardless, right? No, right? Like, Jesus. And then we get the boogeyman line, which everyone loves that line. But uh, we were talking about this when we watched it the other day. Like a realistic point. More emphasis on the fact that Loomis is a terrible psychiatrist. (laughs) Like if someone. Someone went through trauma. Who went through trauma and said to you that. um, Sorry, I totally lost my train of thought. Because I got interrupted. Anyway. Trauma. Yes. If someone was going through, just literally just went through the probably the most, yes, obviously the most traumatic event in their life, and then asked you, oh my God, was that the boogeyman? And you're like, yep. <laughs> and he he's real and he came for you. <laughs> oh, it's definitely not going to scar you and like make you worried for the rest of your life because no. the boogeyman's... A mythal, so, mythic creature. What you think would happen right after this. So now after this, they go into the actual movie, which is literally just a next moment continuation of the events of the first. Kind of appreciate it. Um, But you'd think the next thing would be like Loomis maybe explaining who he is. Maybe. Well, because I guess he's chasing Michael. So he runs outside. I don't know. It's just it's there's a lot of like what's happening. I don't understand the decisions anyone's making. But he goes to like the patch of grass that was showed (laughs) and like touches the grass. I don't know why. Like he didn't sink into the earth. Yeah. And and then he touches it and he lifts his hand and his hand is covered in blood. So Michael has lost so much blood, but he's fine. Yeah. Well, because he's magic. Yeah, exactly. And I or something a demon they, there's no real explanation it's like sam hain <laughs> the sigh the collective sigh of everybody including myself too <laughs> we'll get to and that. then there's and then a neighbor comes out of the house next to them and he's like what's going on and loomis says something about i don't know michael running around killing people doesn't matter yeah but then we get <laughs> The line, I've been trick-or-treated to death. What the fuck does that... What is that? What is that line? John Carpenter was Has anyone drunk, ever said that you know? in the history of anything? No. No. I really... And also, I mean, like, I'll say it now because it's from this movie. Also, like, you hear gunshots, you know, and then you come... You run out to your lawn, and then this, like, older man with a gun with a hand that's very bloody. Just, like, is And you're like, is this a Halloween prank? Because that's what he says. Yeah. Like, no, no, dude, what? <laughs> then we jump right into our beautiful Halloween music. So good. Static, static jack-o'-lantern. Our, what did you say? The static jack-o'-lantern as well. Static? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I'm just congested, so I know, you can't really I know, try to unlock it. 
for the pod. No, 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 no. Yeah, I can't understand. No, 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 no. Anyway, <laughs> um. Oh yeah, so we get another credits with the pumpkin with the candle burning, but then the pumpkin opens and there's a skull inside. Spooky. Spooky. Uh, it's a bit much for me. I've. I've seen this movie like three or four times, and I don't know how, but I told Maggie this during it. I've never, I've always missed that. I've never seen the skull. I'm surprised you're mentioning that because you said it when we were watching it, and I was like, that makes no sense. Maybe I, maybe I like, when I was watching it previously, I saw the jack lantern, and then I like zoned out or like wasn't paying attention, and then I look back, and there's like a skull. I don't, I guess. Like, I really don't know how I forgot that. Well, anyway, so that happens, and then um, then we get some first-person perspective shots of the back alleys of Haddonfield, which I love this setting of him, like, wandering through the alleyways of this neighborhood. Yeah. Um, I also just, like, I, we'll get to it when we get to it, but Halloween Kills recreates a lot of this part of the back alleys, and it looks... The same. They did such a good job recreating it. Yeah, you're right. That's all. And then Luma says 400 times approximately. I shot him six times. He says that so many times. Was it only 400? <laughs> yeah, he... <laughs> he literally repeats it so, so too yeah, many times. Yeah, he tells too it many. to the cops. The yeah. cops are like, what's going on? What's happening? And he just keeps saying, I shot him six times. I shot him six times. Okay. Thanks for your help. Loomis. Also, in, in the way that it's filmed, it seems like Michael sees Dr. Loomis down this alleyway. It's like, okay, I see him. Goes around the corner, and then Dr. Loomis, it almost looks like they made eye contact. And then Loomis turns back to the cops, and he starts talking to them. Like, he didn't see him? Oh, they're in it. They're streetlights. They're in on it together. I don't understand. <laughs> um, then we get this older couple, uh, the... Husband's name is Harold. I don't think the wife has a name. I don't know. Um, no. I just put old couple yeah. down. She's making a sandwich. They're watching Night of the Living Dead. So, of course, they included the famous line, they're coming for you, Barbara. Yeah. They have, you have to. Um, Michael actually doesn't kill this couple. He just takes the giant knife she was using to cut the sandwich. And leaves a bloody like pool where the Very knife rude. was. Yeah, I I did I did want to say though that I thought that this built some pretty good tension. Oh scene. yeah, because I definitely thought he was gonna kill them. Yeah, even now I was like I forgot if he had killed them or not, and I was like, oh yeah, he probably does, right? But he didn't. He didn't. A little then, surprise. Uh, then the next door neighbors. There's a. I'm assuming she's supposed to be a teenager, but yeah. God knows all the teenagers they cast are in well into their twenties. So yeah. you never know. Yeah. But um, she comes outside because she hears the scream of the older lady, Mrs. Elrod. Yes. That's her last because name. Because she touched the blood yeah. and then was like, oh, no. Yeah. So um, she hears the scream. She comes over and she's like, what's going on? Are you guys okay? And they don't answer her. So she's like, whatever. Gets back on the phone. Where she makes a joke about, oh, well, she, Mrs. Elrod's always picking on him. He probably finally beat her. Ha, 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 ha. Like, what? 
Casual domestic abuse. Yeah. <laughs> very uncomfortable. So she's on the phone <laughs> with someone doing some great one-sided phone acting. Um, you know, like, uh-huh. What? Right now? <laughs> Whatever. But then, so whoever's on the phone with her is like, yeah, a bunch of kids were killed. Like, you should... Haven't you heard? Because whoever is she's talking to is asking if her parents are home. Mm, yeah. Which they're not. She's home alone. They're all at their, their party still. Probably. Yeah. So then she turns on the radio. And, of course, at the second she turns it on, conveniently, the report is starting explaining what happened. That three teenagers have been killed by well, an escaped mental patient. Well, she's just really lucky. You know, yeah, she's she catching really the well. she's catching the beginning. She's really lucky, right? I would not call her lucky. <laughs> um, and we get, I mean, this sequence, I just really like this sequence. This scene actually was added pretty late uh, into the movie because they were like, we need more kills and blood. Hell yeah. Because that's all producers wanted to do after. The first one. Well, because ho- the first Halloween, you know, only has three kills. It's not. Yeah. Like any other slasher movies, but between then and 81, like just in those couple of years, every slasher movie was like a million kills, blood everywhere, gore, tits. So they were like, well, we have to add more. Of all of that. Of all of that. Obviously, that's what the people want, even though that's not necessarily what the people want. People wanted it. (laughs) So, yeah, they added the scene in after, like it wasn't in the script, basically. Um, but I do really like the scene, uh, Michael stalking wise. Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed, like, I, I, I love all of like the cinema, cinematography, uh, for a lot of these kills or like the lead up to a lot of these kills yeah. because it's like, it's not focusing on him at that moment. You know, it's focusing on, I, I don't know her name, but this girl and like, that's what the camera is focusing on. But then in the background, you see Michael come through the front door and then like go into the side like a side uh room and it, it doesn't it doesn't cut the shot i and i really like that like well and she does know something's wrong because she eventually sees that the front door is open yeah which lock your doors kids yeah seriously um and i her death's pretty simple and clean and i like it he just stabs her in the chest yeah the end done that's it nice and so then uh, we get to basically a, the crime scene at the house. We see Lori being carted out in a stretcher. She's passed out, which Jacob was like, why is she? I don't understand. But what I'm assuming, just to make the movie make sense in my head, is the reason she's passed out is because she was probably freaking out and they probably sedated her. Yeah. Because, well... And the reason why I was even like, why do they have it in a stretcher? I mean, they could have just, like, gave her a wheelchair or something. But, yeah, that makes more sense if they would have sedated her. I don't think they bring wheelchairs in the ambulance, do they? I don't know. I've never called an ambulance because I'm poor. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Taking an ambulance is hella expensive. Maybe they just have to. Maybe they have to put you in, like, a stretcher. I don't know. If you're an EMT, let me know. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm not going to Google it. Yeah, honestly. Because if I Google that, I'm not going to get an answer that I want. No. That's a really weird question to type into Google. Plus, I'm just, I am just too lazy to Google Fair. right now. So, yeah. <laughs> so, the, one of the the EMTs, uh, his name is Jimmy. Ugh. 
Jimmy. God, Jesus. Both um, EMTs are not pleasant in this movie, in my opinion. Yeah. But um, the Jimmy knows who Lori is and, like, tells the other, the ambulance driver, who I think is the other EMT, and is like, oh, yeah, that's Lori Strode. And then the, this, is, this, this is the best line delivery. The driver asks, like, oh, is that her dad who owns Strode Realty? And, and Jimmy's like, oh, yeah. And then the driver goes, okay. 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 And th- that's it. <laughs> like, that's not and a response. And the scene just continues. Like, what? I don't understand. Why did you even include that? That's like the equivalent of reacting to someone's text with a with a thumbs up. Like, that's, that's it's an ender. It's a conversation ender, you know? Conversation ender. But also, it's like, dude, you're the one who asked. Yeah. Like, what? I- like, and I, <laughs> I assume the reason they have that very, very short scene is because they're trying so hard to shove this Jimmy Lori relationship, relationship yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Does not work. But, Mm-mm. so they're trying to establish, like, oh, he does know her. Like, he's probably liked her for a while, whatever. But they j- it's just... It's bad. So it's not as creepy as what it literally is. It's so creepy. I don't yeah. know. It's weird. That is weird. Um. Then we get to the hospital where we have this kid who this scene is so silly. It's the most we graphic all, one of the movie. We all know the uh, urban legend that That's, is, yeah, oh, weird. there's razor blades in your candy or in your Jesus. apples or whatever. This kid, they, they drive to the hospital and we focus for too long on this kid who straight up has a razor blade like stuck in the roof of his mouth. It's overly gory. I, yeah. It's gross. And we are introduced to the most unprofessional hospital staff ever. ever. Between the ever. EMTs who are relation, re- releasing patient information, talking about it amongst themselves. But then... As soon as when Lori gets to the hospital, she's awake. Like she knows what's going on. And they're talking about how the doctor who's gonna operate on her is drunk. That's casual. You know, that's fine. Like, can you imagine being in a hospital and they're like, they're not even talking to you. They're talking to each other, like, oh yeah, well, doctor, whatever his name is. I have it in my notes somewhere, but he's drunk and he like asks for coffee when he arrives or whatever, because he was at the Haddonfield Halloween party, I mixture. assume. Mixture. Doctor Mixture. Mixter. 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 Yeah. Mixter. I don't think it's a mixture. That would be too <laughs> on the nose. It's like, you know, alcohol mixture, like cocktail mixture. Okay, I'm 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 reaching here. You mean a mixer? Yeah. Jacob doesn't really drink, so I don't know he the has lingo. No idea what he's talking about. <laughs> like a beer once every two months or something. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, and then we get um a very long shot of the doctor, nurse, or whoever, um, putting a needle in Lori's arm. Well, right before that, I just really wanted to point quickly point out that the nurse, like when the kid with the razor blade oh, and yeah. the mom come up to the like the receptionist, this kid is like bleeding out of his mouth, and there is a razor blade sticking out of his mouth. It's jammed in like in between both his and uppers and his like, lower teeth, like it's jammed. Horrifying. It's terrifying. And this nurse is just like, oh, yeah, wait over there. We have the doctor is busy. Like, what the f- this is a yeah. child with a razor Who's blade currently bleeding out. <laughs> yeah. Like could be there's a fuck like he could your mouth bleeds so much and you could suffocate on that blood. You could like uh, uh, there's just so many things. Yeah, you know? it's, it's this hospital's terrible. And they have like two staff. You see all of their staff in this scene and then they all go home, apparently. Yeah. 
Um, but and then uh, back to this needle thing. I and I said this. I know I said this to you, but. It's just such a lazy way to get a reaction from an yeah. audience because they're like, we know nothing interesting's happening and nothing scary is happening or suspenseful or anything right now. <laughs> so let's show a needle going into someone's arm because people don't like that. Needles fucking suck. It's like, okay, yeah, we get it. You don't like whatever. So then we're back to Loomis and Brackett. And at this point, Sheriff Brackett does not know that his daughter is one of the people who was killed, which I don't understand how that works, but whatever. I don't care. We can point yeah. out potholes forever, and it doesn't matter. John Carpenter was drinking six beers a night when he was writing. Well, and they just to keep cut, that in mind. They cut out so many scenes like that would have made things make sense, and we'll talk more about them, but um, it's just a shame. I, I would like to see a cut that, that put all those scenes back in. Just a six-hour-long Halloween yeah, 2. <laughs> um, Is this the moment? Okay, yeah, so we finally get to the joke that Jacob was trying to tell earlier. It was a really good joke. So, <laughs> Loomis and Brackett are, like, getting out of the cop car or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. All their scenes are so boring, I can't. But the scenes between Dr. Loomis and Sheriff Brackett are, like... Ugh. They're just, like, it, they're just talking scenes, but they're not talking about anything that actually matters. It doesn't matter. But um, they basically, they see, Loomis sees a dude walking down the street with a Michael Myers mask wearing the jumpsuit. And so he's like, that's him. And he, like, gets out his trusty gun that he's carrying around. And he reloaded, evidently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's a psychiatrist. Yeah, of course he knows how to operate a pistol. Three fifty seven Magnum. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it's a 357 snub nose, yeah. I don't know anything about guns, nor do I care to. That's fine. Um, Regardless, the only thing you need to know is six So if I call it a pistol, shots. is that wrong? No. Like, can I just call it a pistol? I'm not qualified to say yes or no, actually. I don't know. Probably not. Do any not. gun nuts listen to this? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, oh yeah. Um little, my little brother might listen. Old, Patrick, is that a will you watch this movie and tell me, is that a pistol? Can I call it a pistol? <laughs> no, you don't have to okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, please, I need you to watch the entire movie. Tell me what make, um, model, serial number is probably on there. Or no, I don't want to know off. any of that. I just want to know if I can call it a pistol and people aren't gonna be like, mm, well actually because I don't care. I don't actually care. Don't ever correct. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Um, unless you're just being nice and like want to share information, that's fine. True. Please, um, then please and uh, comment on our Facebook page or leave a review with your question. And we'll, I don't know how we'll respond to that, but we'll try. Or find my number and text me. Yeah. Or you could email us. I don't know what their email is anymore. Uh, camp pod at gmail.com. There you go. Boom. If you feel motivated. I haven't checked that in months, so I oh, hope y'all sure. haven't been trying to get a hold of me because, uh, whoops. Uh, anyway, um, so this is where. Uh, that we're chasing pretend Michael Myers down the street, and um, Loomis is, I guess, just gonna kill him. Yeah. But then Sheriff Brackett's like, "Bruh, you no. can't just shoot a gun at people in the middle of the street. Like, you don't even know if that's him. It's very obviously Which is not fair. him because it's the same mask, but it's completely different color hair. So like, and also stature. I don't think. Oh yeah, Ben Tramer. No, he's like much smaller. Yeah, he's like a. 
Finn. He's 18. 17. He's 17. He's a kid. Yeah, yeah. Michael Myers is supposed to be like 21. So, yeah. you know, it's not a huge difference, but still. And growth-wise for a boy or Sometimes. a young man. Yeah. A tiny little boy. Um, Baby boy. Sorry, that just we we're watching. We're this is a tangent episode because we don't have a guest, so we're True. allowed to do tangents. We're watching rewatching One Punch Man right now. So good, fucking love that. How is his name pronounced? Who, who is? Garo. Garo. Yeah. Okay, you can't say it like that. I, and it's I the would only, almost delete it from the podcast because it's the only way I can say it. Because like that's, that's the only Garo. way. Okay. Yeah. But um, there's a character in the show. Basically, that's like ripped to shred like absolutely shredded swole he's He's lean and he's yoked but the point is we were making jokes about like because you know it's a typical thing in anime (laughs) if you don't watch anime that for some reason they're always entirely too young for what they look like and it's uncomfortable because that means they're a child and we're making jokes about this dude we were like ha 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 he's probably like 17 and then we look it up and he's supposed to be fucking 18 years old it's ridiculous (laughs) It matches his mental capacity, but That's like, real. not his physical. It's insane. But anyways, back to Ben Tramer. So Bracket grabs Loomis and like pulls him back basically with the gun that he's just, you know, flailing <laughs> around with. And Ben, we don't know it's Ben right now, but pretend Michael runs into the street because someone's coming at him with a gun. Fair. Understandable. Yeah. But, you know, there's cars in the street and it's very dimly lit. And so a cop car kind of swerves but ends up hitting him, pins him against another car. Immediate explosion. The huge explosion. Huge explosion. He's instantly, like, absolutely incinerated, basically. Yeah. Hopefully he died on impact, um, I assume. I think he died on an explosion, probably. I don't think that, I don't think the police car really hit him super hard. It probably hit him enough to, like, well, when it pinned him lot, against but... the other car is what I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. And then he died instantly, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Otherwise, that's a horrible death. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, so basically, at that point, the cops are like, oh, we might have killed Michael. And they're all like, the guy who, the cop who's in the car that actually hit this dude is, like, very shaken. Yeah. Which I think is good. Fair. <laughs> yeah. He's basically like, he came out of nowhere. I, what's happening? Like, and he's like, is that him? I don't know. Like, he has no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, Very disoriented. And they're all screaming basically like, oh, is it Michael? And it's like, how are we supposed to know? He's fully on fire right now. Is someone supposed to yeah. go ask him? Like, <laughs> Yo, are you Michael? Ask the dead body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... <laughs> Your mom just emailed me. I know. I saw, <laughs> I saw their name got it I was like, what? <laughs> Busy. Um, so now we're back at the hospital with Lori. This Jimmy the Ambulance guy. Wait. No. we. What? I wanted to point out that I forget the actor's name who does Loomis. Donald Pleasance. Thank you. He had an incredible display of acting. Where? Like right after that. Right when he was talking to the cops because they're like emotionally... Uh, no, that's later. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Just my brain. Okay. Anyway. Brain so skipping around. Jimmy goes to check on Lori, this person he barely knows, who's currently hospitalized after the worst event of her entire life, because uh, he wants to flirt with her. Very appropriate. Very good. Yeah. Like, as if Lori wants to be... Like, even if she did like this guy, she's a fucking mess... 
Time and place, dude. Time and She's place. She's drugged up. Like, yeah. I was getting creepy vibes from this. Like for because yeah, he's like I think it probably is very sweet when it came out, but now we're looking at this movie forty years later, yeah. and it feels bad. It does. She's drugged up in a hospital. She's drugged Vulnerable. up in a hospital, and this and Jimmy keeps sneaking into her room against what the nurse is saying to do. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, well, specifically in this first scene because it's like dimly lit. It's like dark in that room. Yeah, and he, he's like alone. touching her hand. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm Ugh. like, dude, are you? I yeah, thought something messed up was going to happen. I'm glad it didn't. I thought it was just creepy writing. <laughs> then we go back to the Myers house where there's a bunch of news people on, I think, it, no, it's not the Myers house, but it's one of the houses, whatever, it doesn't matter. But there's a news crew, obviously, reporting. So we get kind of a long shot of the one of the, uh, I'm assuming she's an anchor or something, I don't know, reporter, yeah. who isn't telling another, per, like, uh cameraman or something like yo here's the proper way you have to interview kids to get their parents permission i only mention this because everyone likes the fun fact of this is dana carvey's first movie appearance and who is this again um because i didn't know dana carvey was an s or snl comedian actor uh and he played garth in wayne's world which is what most people know him from and he was in that terrible movie the master of disguise <laughs> oh, this was a, that was a spectacular movie. I think we're going to cover that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, did you ever see that movie? I don't remember it. Remember I'm pretty sure I kind of did. Oh my god! That's all I can remember. I used to mimic the turtle turtle. Yeah, I think as a All kid I thought that movie was hilarious, but I'm sure if I rewatch it, oh, I'd be it's like, dog, what? it's dog shit. I'm positive. Because I do feel like that's a movie that's very like <laughs> fart joke heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's accurate, but but I do remember. I that's do how have I this vague memory of the fact that like his character is only attracted to women with like huge butts. I think that's like a part of the movie. I, I, you know, now that you say that, it might just it's be like, like group familiar. think here, but. I, Maybe it's just because I like big yes. butts, and I'm like, so, obviously, in The Master of Disguise, I don't even remember the character's name, but it's something uncomfortably Italian. And I say that I don't, as I don't a, remember at all. It's like a pasta as a last name. Oh. Yeah. Honestly, it's perfect. It's really bad. <laughs> or really good. It's bad. Anyway. Um... This is where I actually said that I really like Sheriff Brackett's acting here because this is where he like sees his daughter dead, and he has but to he, stay he professional goes very quickly. From I like how he's acting, like this is really good, and then he starts yelling at Doctor Loomis, and then I was like, hey, I lost it. You lost it. Well, I think that he was. I mean, he was trying to lash out at something. I know, anything. but I didn't like it. Okay, but that, that I understand is how what it, like, it was supposed worked. to be. I say in quotes. But realistically, I think that's what would happen. Because he can't Yeah, but I don't think he else. acted it well enough is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this, is where I, this is where I was saying Loomis had good acting. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah, because basically Brackett's like blaming Dr. Loomis for this, which kind of, I mean, I understand the lashing out at anyone and anything. But it's yeah. very much not, I mean... I do think in this movie we see that Loomis feels it is his responsibility and his fault. Which is why he's doing a lot of desperate, crazy things. Yeah. Because he cares of this town and the But people. it is decidedly not his fault that this is happening. Besides yeah. being a terrible psychologist, maybe. Well, I think that 
I think that he cares for the town people and everyone there, well, and he, he like cares. feels bad about that, and he was like quote unquote responsible. But whenever it comes to any like authority, like the the police um, or like the the mental institution, he hates all of them because no no one listened to him. Well, yeah, because it's really, I mean, it's the people's fault who didn't listen to the doctor who took care of the same patient for 15 years. Exactly. Like, come on. Yeah. Step up. To be fair. Space Grove. I got a problem. <laughs> to be fair, him as a psychiatrist, I can... I can Must have done a bad job. I, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, then we get the scene that we watch these two, I put in quotes, teen girls, because I was like, I don't know how old they're supposed to be. Later, I think... When High you school? realize what one one of them works at the hospital as a candy striper, as a what? You never heard that term. There's a candy striper. It's what hospitals used to have, and it's basically just like I think they were like CNAs almost. What? Correct me if I, you can correct me on this one because I should have looked this up. This is my bad for not having this knowledge. I don't know why they're called that. I think they may have been like a cheering up kids in hospitals kind of position, but also had some medical knowledge to help out if needed, which is why she works in the children's ward. That makes sense. But so we're introduced to this character and we have to watch this long scene where it's like, it's so annoying when, you know, a movie has deleted scenes that could have added to the plot. And yet they keep this long scene in of this (coughs) person. We don't know who she is, how she's relevant to the story. We watch her talk to her friend forever about, oh, I was going to give you a ride home. No, I don't want to. I have to get to work. But you promised you'd give me a ride home. We watched this entire scene. I fucking hated that scene. And then Michael comes around. So I'm like, oh, Other Michael's going to yeah. stalk and kill them. But no, he's just walking down the street. It has nothing to do with those girls. So I'm like, why did we just watch the scene of these? Like, who cares? Later, we know one of them is a works at the hospital. But at that point, it's like, oh, okay. I'm thinking of a different scene. That's why That's I fine. said... I hate this scene, but okay, yeah, that makes sense. Also, yeah, I, this scene doesn't make any sense. Just to reiterate, um, then we go to the hospital and uh, the EMT's Bud, who is a New Yorker, I guess he has a New York accent, and he lives in Hanfield, Illinois. Um, and then Jimmy, and then there's a nurse whose name I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Probably doesn't matter, but um. I actually kind of like this scene because Bud's kind of making fun of the whole situation, which I feel like is a way people react. And then yeah, I sure. like, I actually like the scene of the nurse being like, oh, Jen or whoever she says, said she saw him yesterday wandering in a field. Because that is, I feel like, such a small town thing to be yeah. like, ooh, this happened. Oh, I heard. Yeah. You want to be involved. I heard Janet down the street actually saw this happen and talk to these people. And then Bud's like, no dumbass, like, he didn't escape until last night, so that makes no sense. (laughs) I, see, I mean, that the scene makes sense for, like, a small town perspective and whatnot and, like, reaction, but I think I just hate Bud as a character so much that I just didn't like it. Yeah. He does a good job at making me hate him. I agree. Yeah. And that was actually a casting decision that caused a lot of issues on set. Wait, really? Because I think he was a friend of Rick Rosenthal. Who was that again? The director. Oh, got it. So he cast him in this role. But I think specifically Deborah Hill was like, this dude's like a New Yorker. That makes no sense for him to be in Haddonfield, Illinois with that accent. Like, it's. Yeah. Which it it doesn't. True. I bet, you know, people can move and live other places. So it's fine. I I think it's fine. Yeah. The amount of. I don't think he does a great job of this movie, honestly. Yeah. He does. He's very believable. He does a fantastic job. I hate the fuck out of this character. It's it's great. Yeah. 
Because uh, he's basically just like this movie's horny asshole. Yeah, exactly. He just, yeah. Um. Then we see a security officer who's bad at his job because he's just reading a newspaper and you can see on the cameras behind him, Michael prowling around, which is a really cool shot. I like that. Yeah. That like, I, yeah, you can see the cameras behind him. You see Michael walking along the hospital, creeping around. I love the cinematography shots of when Michael is stalking around yeah. and like prowling. Basically. I love those. Cause they're, they're subtle. It's not just like straight up a shot of like a hallway and you see Michael like go yeah. in a room or something. Yeah. Um, I love that. Well, and meanwhile, at some point we go back to the, news crews and stuff and they're already reporting that oh michael myers might have been killed he might be dead so no one needs to worry yeah party up like, go back to your party the doll party well and some of the an entire like basically b story was cut from the movie um, oh, really? about the news crew oh really like having and the only remnants of it are the scene where she's talking telling him how to interview kids sure she eavesdrops on a conversation between Loomis and one of the cops. Okay. That's all that's left in the movie. But it was supposed to be a whole side story about, like, how they were, how she eavesdrops, so she's the one who reports too early that Michael Myers might be dead, which makes everybody in the town off guard again. Got it. And it also closes the loophole of how the fuck did Michael get to the hospital, because what happens is... This news reporter figures out that Lori's at the hospital, and so she goes there to interview her. And Michael hitches a ride in her car. Got it. Yeah. That see, if they would have just so added one sense. or two more scenes, that would have been gold. Yeah, and taking honestly. out the pointless scene of just two people talking. There's there's a lot of I feel like there's a lot of little parts that they could have cut to add, yeah. save time. I almost said they could have cut the first scene with the old couple because they don't die, but yeah. I also kind of like. That there are scenes like that, so you never really know. That's true. Who's gonna lo- die and who's gonna live? Is he gonna kill every single person he comes upon? Or I'm not saying like the ones that like where Michael is present or like no, their attention. I mean, oh, just, okay. I was saying. Plus, I also like the iconic knife. Like he gets the knife there, you know. Yeah, but then he immediately loses it. Where no, he stows it away. Remember? Yeah, but does he ever use it again? Didn't he? He uses a scalpel. Well, but he used the knife for another kill, didn't he? Didn't he kill? Yeah, the girl. Oh, just the girl. Yeah, and then he, he doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, I mean, it. he used it. You know, it's, it's done. Yeah, then one he and uses, done. Yeah, exactly. Knives are famously one and done killing tools. That's true. Scalpels, though, they're sharp enough. You can use them a million times. Yeah, exactly. Um, Same thing with needles. Um, Jimmy. Gets... She made a she made a stabbing motion, oh, which yeah. went ee. By the way. Oh yeah, I guess <laughs> this isn't video. So. Sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah, Jimmy gets mad at this uh, at Bud the MT. It's because we're supposed to like Jimmy. So Jimmy's like, "Oh, you're taking everything too lightly." And then runs away. Don't Jimmy. care. Yeah, I don't like. And then you. I really like this. We get another first person shot, but it's in this dark hospital stairwell. Really like that. Uh, where was that? What was that one again? It's literally just Michael walking in the stairwell. Why don't I remember that? Because nothing happens. Oh, okay. Um, and then we get back to Jimmy weirdly being in Lori's room. Again. And then right now, when we were watching it, is when I remembered that they were going to do the whole Lori's the younger sister of Michael thing. Like, that's the moment where I remembered. Because uh, we get this, like, is that the is this the scene with the dream? No? Oh, okay. 
That's just when you remembered. Got it. Yeah, that's just when I thought about it. I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) You're dreading it now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then the nurse, her name's like Miss Alves or something. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't Um, know. Alves? I don't know. Elva? It doesn't matter. But um, she comes, she just keeps, I just love her because she just keeps shutting this down. She's like, Jimmy, get back to work, you dumbass. Yeah. It's time to go. What are you doing? You know how many fucking injured people are currently here? Like At least two. At least. Lori and the kid with the razor blades. You never see a single other patient in this hospital. You see the nurse come out of a room that's not Lori's? So I have to suspect that that's the kid. Ooh, maybe you're right. Oh, yeah. So not even com- confirmed. There's two patients. This hospital is huge. There Massive. are two patients and six, eight staff. Yeah. And none of them are, like, they're all just like like Loomis in the previous movie, just kind of puttering around for the most part. Um. And then this is also when, uh, so Mrs. Alves goes to... Use the phone in Lori's room to call Lori's parents to let her, them know what's going on. Because that hasn't happened yet for some reason. You'd think they would call before they did surgery on her. Nah. But whatever. No, they don't have um, to pay for medical procedures Well, I guess it's not then. surgery. She gets, like, stitches in her shoulder from being stabbed in the shoulder. That's expensive. It's the 70s. Nothing was expensive. That's true. That's true. And you could survive on a minimum wage job in the 70s. And pay for your college with one summer of work. I'm not going to answer this. Never mind. Oh, yeah. Um, we should just do another political podcast. Lol. We should just <laughs> live in the 70s. Um, <laughs> but so she's calling Lori's parents, but the phones aren't working. Uh-oh. Michael has this insane ability to just knock out to all find the, the power line. Yeah, he's so good at it. Like, like it's like he has a like he has like power line vision yeah he does it's a sixth sense yeah that's his actual superpower <laughs> it's just tracking down phone lines yes exactly um and this is where i said why is this hospital so dimly lit and i was saying that i think we like in in like in like recovery wings i'm pretty sure that they do turn off the lights but like in the er they don't yeah it's like this entire hospital has no lights on basically yeah, it's so dim. No one who like none of the nurses would be able to read what they're doing, or at least because anytime read. I've been in the hospital, oh, it's fucking bright. They'll, as they'll shit. turn the lights off in your room, but the hallway is like it's bright. fluorescent. Yeah, yeah. I know it's silly. Um, obviously, it's for atmosphere for the movie, but whatever. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, they tell the security guard, "Hey, uh, the phones aren't working. Something weird's going on." So security guard goes to um, check out the situation. And I guess he doesn't have an assistant or anything because he gives his other walkie-talkie to the candy striper who um, doesn't know how to use a walkie-talkie. And he doesn't give a shit that she doesn't know how yeah, to use Yeah, she's like, it. I don't know how to use this. And he's just he literally just kind of shrugs and leaves. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so professional. Again. So he goes around to figure out outside the phone line situation and we get a jump scare with a cat it's stupid attack kitty um cats don't leap at people no they don't they don't they really don't cats are you if as someone who's worked many years in animal welfare yeah if a cat is scared they're trying to be away from you oh 100 as they're not gonna immediately leap at you just fucking go for the eyes blind them 
Um, so the security guard tells, uh, we watch him, like, go to, uh, he calls it the storeroom. It looks like that's where they keep, like, old files and... Some tools. Yeah, light bulbs, tools, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and the lock has been broken. So he says over the walkie-talkie to this nurse aide, can't, I don't know what she is, um, to, hey, go, you need to go call the police, or not, she can't call, because there's no cell phones, but you need to go down to the sheriffs and let them know, because someone broke into our storeroom, something's going on. Yeah. But he keeps cutting in and out. Because Michael is a radio jammer, as well as a phone line cutter. Or they're just too far away. Yeah. Or she keeps pressing the button to talk while he's talking. I kind of like my idea, though. Well, your idea is wrong. <laughs> not necessarily. Um, it's also not clear at this point because if if because they keep cutting back and forth, and they never do a moment of showing the woman on the walkie-talkie hearing him. They do it like twice when it's cutting out. Yeah, but so we don't know if she even heard him say anything. Go to the sheriff and get like we don't know. I mean, we assume that she, she did not. it because she's like, I can't hear you, blah, blah, blah. I don't know where this thing. And then she like, And then she's leaves. like, sorry, I have to go back to work. And just like goes back to work. Yeah. Which like kind of fair. Um, meanwhile, the security guard opens a closet that's so disorganized that a million things fall on top of it. How do they close it? Yeah. Without it like Also, falling. this is a hospital. I feel like you should store things a little better. I mean, this is a storeroom though. You're it's right, not you're the right. hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they really just shoved that shit in through the door closed and they're like I guess it's gonna stay I I like the suspense here I do too we um, all know what's gonna happen when it happens yeah, yeah. I like mean right Michael's following him but so security guard dies um, but how he is killed uh, this is probably gonna be my best kill it's Actually. a claw hammer yeah it's well it's a yeah the hammer that has the well for people who don't know it has the little two pokey guys in the back that help you get nails up. <laughs> Thank you. It's a random. It's just a regular hammer, and then the back end is what pulls the nails up, and he uses the back. He uses the, the back. Claw. Yeah, the claw of the hammer claw. and shoves it into his head. It's it doesn't really shove it. It like smashes. He sh- I. Yeah. He doesn't a like. Bow. Yeah. It it's it's, it's brutal, it, and you can hear it too. Ugh. I like the sound of it. Yeah. The sound Big. design Ooh. for that kill was pretty awesome. Not gonna lie, but it's not gonna be my favorite kill. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I know you. I think you'll know which one mine will be. Okay. Well, so then we go to an autopsy scene where they are looking at this corpse, which we know is Ben Tramer. I know is Ben Tramer. Audience does not know that. No it's one ben knows. Ben Tramer. That. Um, <laughs> is that what a burned corpse looks like? I'm just curious. I don't remember what he looked like anyway. I mean, yes. I mean, it looked like I a guess. Halloween prop. I don't know. Is it just good or bad? Someone chart. who's seen a burned corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Share your trauma with us, please. please. tell me. Is that what a corpse looks like when it's burned? <laughs> any, I don't know. Something ER seemed nurses, off about please. it, but I... Yeah. I mean, we can just talk to my mom. She was an ER, ER nurse. Mom. <laughs> Yeah, is she's that what her. a burned corpse looks like? Jesus Christ! She'd be like, "Well, no, the consistency." She'd go into detail with it. So basically, they have the um, coroner and they have a dentist there to check the dental records. The dentist, I assume it's a dentist, looks sure. into this dude's mouth for five seconds, and he's like, "There's no fillings, nothing." He ha- would have to be super young, like 17, 18. And, and Loomis is like, well, Michael Myers is twenty one, and I'm like, "That's not that big of an age difference." Dental wise, is there that big of a difference? I, I don't You'd have know. all your adult teeth usually by 17. I guess, to be fair, neither of us are dentists. Neither of us are dentists. But, like, so Disclaimer, if someone looked in my mouth, I am 
Almost 28. Yeah. I've never had a cavity. You just told so them with, your age. I don't it. care. What? It doesn't matter. It's on. If they, know, anyone looks me up, they'll be able to figure it out. It's the internet. I know. I'm joking. <laughs> um, But. So would this dentist look in my mouth be like, there's no fillings. She must have been 17. Oh, yeah. This is a humble brag by Maggie right now. Yeah. I've never had a cavity. It's like <sighs> not a big deal. Um, I just like have really good genes, I guess. And Shut up. Okay. <laughs> I haven't gone to the dentist in a long time, so I don't have cavities. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, hot tip. Just don't go to the dentist. <laughs> it's definitely not directly linked to your health, by the way. Just joking. Please go to the dentist. I know it sucks. Go again. Self. Do as we say, not as we do. Anyway. um, But at least at this point... We're not going through another scene of Loomis being like, listen to me, 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 (laughs) do what I'm saying, listen to me. Instead, it's just the cops are like, all right, they believe Dr. Loomis that Michael's still around, so they send out cops, it's good. Yes, which I I like that they did this because then we aren't screaming at the screen as an audience, personally. It's a big thing for me. Kind of just said, but yeah. I know. Um. Now we go to the Myers house because they're going to check there first. And there's a, which I, when we were watching, I was like, this is weird. But also I kind of feel like in a small town, maybe that would happen. There's a big mob gathered outside the Myers house and they're like throwing shit at it and they're mad. But it's a crime scene. Like, no, nothing happened at the Myers house. I thought, no, I thought there was a death there or something. No? Oh, okay. Right? No. Well then. No, he was, he was in the Myers house when Lori dropped off the key. That's it. Oh, Okay. All the deaths happen in Lindsay Wallace's house. Gotcha. Well, all all that I know is I wrote down the house is evil. Yeah, it's the house's fault. Yeah. So break it. Break it. Um. Then we get this weird. I don't even know what they're talking about. Uh, it's Loomis and this cop who. Oh my god. Whose name I don't know. Sheriff man. He's not a sheriff. He's another cop. Cop that, man. Uh, Hunt. Oh. Is his name Hunt? That book is very handy. Um, he, they're having a conversation, um, and he offers him a cigarette while talk. Like he's not saying like, "Hey, do you want the cigarette?" He's just like handing it to him, and they're having a full conversation. But there's so much busy work with their hands of like, Loomis taking the cigarette, holding it. The cop lights his own cigarette, hands the lighter to Loomis. Loomis holding the lighter. All of this is doing is establishing that Loomis received a lighter from the cop and puts it in his pocket. I missed all of that. Yeah, because it seems. Ridiculous. I don't matter. know what they talked about. But there is a very important line by Loomis after seeing the house get rocks oh, thrown. What did he say? The, the, didn't he say something about like the the tribe has lost one of their own? So oh, now yeah. th- this is the wake. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how a human talks, and that's what Maggie said when we were watching. She's like, "That's that's not how a human talks." <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. Doctor Loomis has. Some lines that makes it seem like he's an alien observing the human race. I, but it doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> I just like to point it out because it was weird. So then at this point, two kids come up to the two of them and they're like, oh, we're worried. Our friend Bennett Tramer, like, never got home from the party. <sighs> and the cop is like, well, you know, I mean, it hasn't been that long. He could be fine, whatever. And then him and Loomis are like oh, we better get his dental records because they're already assuming that that's probably who they killed. Well, because Loomis asked, like, oh, was he wearing a mask or something? Oh, yeah. They mentioned he was wearing some, like, they were like, some dumb mask. Like, whatever. Yeah. 
And they and he also asked his age, and he was seventeen. So yeah, so probably matches the dental records from the earlier scene and the mask. So they're like, "Fuck." Uh, then we get a break in at the elementary school that distracts the cops and Loomis, and they go over there. Sam Hain. Wait, that's um, not yet, is it? Or is it? Nope. Oh, damn. Um. And then we're back to the hospital, and this is where I w- I put wild that nurses used to wear those outfits. Yeah, it makes me uncomfy with multiple nurses in my family. They're, like, way too tight. I don't know. How, that, wouldn't I'm that sorry. Res- wouldn't that restrict your Are movement? You- okay, but the way you said that seemed like you were trying to police women's bodies. I'm just letting you know. Oh, well, that's not what I meant. They are way too tight. Whores. <laughs> Jesus Christ. See, but if I made that comment. Yeah, but I was joking. Yeah, you were being fair. serious. Yeah, but I was, I was saying I'm just- that it's... Because Letting it's restrictive, know. that's all. How, they wouldn't be able to do their work in that. Right? I know. Okay. That's what, yes, but just okay. as a man, maybe don't say those things. Okay, okay. Um, Uncomfy. And then this is where Bud scares his nurse girlfriend person. I don't know who she Fuck is or buddy. what her name is. Sure. <laughs> he like sets the, or hits the thing that makes the little light go off to so you can see, oh, this patient needs help. The scene makes no sense because, like, there's no patient in that room, technically. So, like, wouldn't she be like, huh, my empty hospital, there's no empty patient. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. We already have two patients. But he uh, startles her by jumping at her out of the bed. Grabs her, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But then I'm like, dude, if you... Because he he basically is like, oh, we should go fuck in the therapy room. Which is, whatever, that's fine. I don't care what two grown adults do. But you could have just asked that. Yeah. Why did you scare her? Especially like. On this night where so many horrible things are happening. And you're like, yeah. I have a great idea. Let's just scare you more. Because it makes her so mad. It does. I don't know. It's for him. Well, and then he makes that like stupid comment that basically is just him being like, I just want you. Like, to oh, get yeah. He like gets wet. all romantic. Is that? I don't find that. I mean, he, that's what he's trying to be. And he's like yeah. stroking her face. and. Yeah. But he just wants to get that. Like, what? Um, then we get, this is where we have the dream sequence that is supposed to kind of establish that Michael and Lori are related, but it doesn't straight out say it, and it's stupid, and I hate it. Yeah, let's just move on from this, because it's stupid. I'm just going to briefly point out oh, okay. that the one of the worst lines in this movie is a flashback to <laughs> oh, yeah. Lori, who I, looks like she's seven or eight in the young, flashback, yeah. um, but not like too young, like old enough that she would remember this if it happened. A small child you will mm-hmm. um but it's her mom slash adopted mom slash i don't know if it's her real mom i don't know who this person is it doesn't make any sense but yeah Lori's like what's ha- why won't you tell me what's going on what's going like what's happening and this woman just says i told you i'm not your mother what and I can't wrap my head around this because what they're supposed to be proposing in this movie is that something happened to Lori's real parents. I don't know if they gave her up after both of their kids were, I mean, one died, the other is the one who killed her and he's going to be put away for the rest of his life. So they were like, we don't want this third or if they were supposed to have, I think I read somewhere at some point they were supposed to have died in a car accident or something. What? So then... Lori was adopted, so 
if you adopt a child, why would you ever if you're if you're telling it. this kid like, oh, you're adopted, why would you phrase it like that? I told, I told you I'm, I'm not, not your you. mother. Like, yeah, you you are though. You you legally are. You adopted this child, right? You lovingly adopted this child. So weird. Well, Just the rest of the che- weird dream sequence is like comment. you see what's supposed to be Michael, maybe at like age eight or so Michael. in the in Smith's Grove staring at a wall or something and there's just like it's just like a random and it's stupid it doesn't matter made me feel like i, I keep saying it's stupid dream. it doesn't matter to yeah. so many things in this movie yeah that's true i, do I enjoyed to... watching this movie yes yeah, so i, was I say, want to clarify <laughs> later on when i had like no notes for a good period of time it was because i was just like i wrote down after a while because I, I there had been like six scenes that went by and yeah. i hadn't written anything and i was just like i'm just kind of enjoying the movie man like, well it's it's only an that. hour and a half long and it, yeah goes was like clips along like there obviously there's a couple scenes where you're like why are we watching this but like yeah I it's mean, over before you know it so yeah exactly um then we have bud and this nurse uh getting into the therapy tub that they're treating like it's a jacuzzi even though there are patients that have yeah used this. it just it's, creeps me out everything about it's creepy but it's gross That's um it. we get some titties oh and this is this is kind of funny uh i looked at maggie and she put what a plus yeah i was like a plus titties and i was like oh my god same but kind of different and i said s tier titties because i'm a weed so they're she's great tits good for her they are um yeah good for her uh so but of course michael's there so we see him in the background we see him messing with the dials for whatever reason because for whatever reason this therapy tub is made so that i can get to scalding. scalding temperatures that can kill you why would they create this? Also, I'm pretty sure. Just make it so it stops at a certain temperature. I'm sure There's that n- you could, you could like, take a bath or a shower in, like, 130 well, degrees Well, yeah, I mean, the well. temperature that itself doesn't matter. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the nurse is like, it's getting too hot. Bud, go check on whatever. Go see if it's okay. So he goes to check. He gets killed in the background. I, I don't it's know. It's a great shot. It's a cool he shot. He just gets strangled. I think he gets strangled. That's yeah. what we kind of came to an agreement on. Yeah. Um, cause it's, you know, it's like behind like that opaque kind door. of frosted glass. Yeah. 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 yeah the frost. And it, I like that shot because again, it's like that stalker side of, uh, of Michael. And I really just appreciated the non-focus on the kill. Yeah. Yeah. So she is waiting. She gets out. She covers herself in a towel. She's sitting there fixing her hair, getting ready to go back to work. Um, Michael comes up behind her and he just kind of like lightly touches her because we know Michael like doesn't know how to handle um, being horny. So he like kind of touches her. She thinks it's Bud, of course, because it's a horror movie and that's always what happens. Yeah. But then we get this gross scene where she's like kissing his his... hand, licking his fingers, which already I don't. I'm sorry. Hands are nasty, kind of. I don't want... In in movies, I I never find it appealing when someone is licking someone's extremities. Yeah, I agree. Like fingers, toes, no, thank you. That yeah. does not. I don't like it. I don't. Find I have that hobgoblin sexy. toes, so it's like, no, it's just weird thinking about that at all. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. it's so just eventually weird. He... Hey, but we do know that Michael washes his hands. Well, he must, because otherwise they would be filthy and covered in blood. Yeah. So I guess he took time and washed his hands before he touched this pretty lady. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yeah. He's considerate. But at some point, 
Uh, he pulls his hand away, and she's like, oh, bud, why are you being a brat? Or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, um, and then she turns around, sees it's not bud. Um, and so Michael kills her by... Dunking her head into the, quote-unquote, scalding water over and over. And so I'm he, like, not... half drowns her, maybe? Half she I... gets scalded to death? I'm going to say her brain overheated. Her? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Maybe. Like, she's scalded, but also, like, that, that's the only way I would think that she would die. Because way too short to, you know, be a drowning, obviously. But yeah. it always will be in a movie, because, you know, they're not going to take ten minutes to drown someone. Well, it's the same with strangulation. Yeah, same. Yeah. It's not like they're going to make you watch that for... Five, ten minutes? Uh, Twelve, I think, 12? is the average. Oh, Sorry, that's okay. not information I should know or talk about. Eh, true crime, anyway. whatever. Um... <laughs> This Nervous. Is Sam which, by the way, <laughs> and I don't think Jacob knows this, but that's not how it's pronounced. Yeah, no, you told me at one point. It's Sawin. Yeah, it's a Gaelic word, which is way cooler sounding. Which by is the way, Irish. It's I mean, it's an old pagan festival. I don't know why they talk about it in the scene. They're at the elementary school. It's Loomis and some cops. And Loomis literally writes Sam Hain. And he says it's Sam he Hain. So I'm going to say it's Sam Hain a million times. Oh, yeah. They find no, it. Was, it was it was already written there. So. With the knife on the picture. So, with So they're thinking Michael wrote that. But he did. Yeah. Is what so, the movie's saying. Yeah. So. Michael went to the elementary school, drew a picture of a family, stabbed it with it his knife. Wasn't it a picture? I think it was just a picture of a family. And then he stabbed the knife on it. It wasn't a drawing. Whatever. And yeah. maybe I don't then know. he wrote Solin on the blackboard. I'm going to say Sam Hain. <laughs> like, w- why? And that translates to Lord of the Dead, which like. Yeah. So so Loomis is like, oh, and he like explains some of the. But like I kind of zoned out. So I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if you don't look at any of the sequels past this. You know, especially when we get into some of that crazy shit with Michael, which I can't wait to get into. Um, I mean, I guess you could be almost think like... Yeah, this is where the seed was planted to make it really stupid. Yeah, 100%. Like, that's a whole scene that did not need to be in this movie. Is he the Grim Reaper? Is that what it's trying to say? Like, he is the Lord of Death? I think John Carpenter just heard of this pagan festival and threw it into the script. I don't think there was any more thought outside of that. You're right. It was. He is the Lord of the Dead. Because <laughs> with, with the first movie, they're not saying anything. Trying that, right? to give reasons. They're just like, he. It's like nameless, faceless evil. Yeah. Could be supernatural. Couldn't. It might not be, you know? I mean, it's not supposed to be in the first movie. Yeah. But. But there's an ambiguity about it. Yeah. And they purposely, like, even with that cliffhanger endings, kind of, they were not going to make another movie. No. Whatever. <laughs> but, uh, so now we get the nurse who was the one who drove the car to Smith's Grove, uh, who finds Loomis at this elementary school, don't know how, don't know how that happened, don't understand it. And she's like, can I talk to you privately? And he's like, okay. So then they go to talk and she's smoking a cigarette and he's talking to her. And she's telling him that he's been ordered to go back to Smith's Grove immediately. And he's like, 
No. no one who can order me to do anything. And she's like, the governor. Like, what the... F- what? Is he is he a state practitioner or something? Like, that's the only well, thing Smith's I can Gross think of. is a mental institution. So, yes. Is that is that something that the governor would be able to order people around? I mean, him? I don't think... Uh, no, I don't think that's how anything works. But... Yeah, um, that's fair. I guess he technically would be a state employee. Okay. Yeah, okay. Because okay. it's a... I mean, it's a jail for... People with mental illness. That could be private. They don't really fun. exist anymore because <laughs> Reagan, but. Um, yeah, yeah, the devil himself. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so. And then they also brought a, a marshal to make sure that, that he goes back to Smith's Grove, which I'm like, Jesus Christ. So they all know that Loomis is fucking crazy? <laughs> yeah, well. And, <laughs> and he's just toting around a gun. And to be fair, Loomis is the only one who figures out anything, does it. Like, anything. Yeah. Because we haven't really hit on this, but besides just the fact that we've barely mentioned Lori. True. She is barely in this movie. It's She's not. really yeah. a bummer. Yeah. We could have used some of more of her acting. Jamie Lee yeah, she, it's been. just like... Yeah. It would great. I think... great to have her in it more. Um, in, in Taking Shape, the book that I talked about last time, which, again, if you love Halloween, you gotta read this book. It's so good. But they mention in there that Lori has less lines in this movie than she does in Halloween Resurrection, which she <laughs> dies 15 minutes into. <laughs> I didn't know that. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, she has, like, no lines in this movie. She does nothing. Also, spoiler. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> she, she She's very just reactionary in this movie. It's a big bummer. <clears throat> well, it's she's not like she got, got a She's just crawling around. Chance, yeah. She has. She. We don't see the Lori we saw in the first one, who's being resourceful, yeah, figuring out shit. She's Smart. literally just constantly scampering away. That's yeah. all she does. This movie, I guess, though, in a way, her scampering around and doing what she can at least shows the level of intelligence because she's still sedated. So she's but still they don't making really these make like that clear. Kinda, yeah. They don't like. I guess. Speaking of, we're getting to this. I'm going to go to this next scene. Okay. So I wrote Jimmy is a freak because this is where he comes and he talks to her and he's like, I'm not going to let anything bad happen to you, which is like, dude, too much, too fast. You just like, she doesn't respond and her eyes are just open and she's not moving. Um, (laughs) calls in a nurse. He's an EMT. Like you should know this. Are you supposed to like know how to do like CPR or something? Yeah. Or like check for vitals. So the nurse comes in, checks on her and then like goes to run to get the doctor. Uh, but unfortunately, Dr. Mixter has already been murdered. Murdered. With and a, how? a syringe to the eye. Yes. It's, we're coming up on my favorite kill. Um, and then we both agreed that the nurse's reaction was very good. It was probably the best acting I saw in this movie personally, because I think it would, it perfectly depicted like shock and just like, absolutely like this can't be real this can't be real this can't be real and like what are you supposed to do (laughs) yeah exactly she's not screaming instantly or anything she is just fucking shook and then i guess this is jacob's favorite kill where uh he syringe to the temple syringe to her temple with air yeah kills you instantly and it's crazy the reason why it's my favorite kill is because well we'll get to it sorry um and this is where he does his puppy dog head tilt again yes what what did i do Maggie did say that this is very much... Wait, no, not this kill, but an upcoming kill. That's against his MO. So anyways. Yeah. 
keep jumping ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just really excited for like the uh, what is it? The Act Three. So, um, it's never explained what was going on with Lori, why she was so zoned out or unconscious, or what was happening because her eyes were also open. So it looked like she was dead. Yeah. Never explained. Our next scene is just Michael going into her room and um, very quickly getting stabby with a scalpel. But it's just she has left the room and did a classic putting piles of pillows under a blanket to make it look like there's a person there trick. Gotcha. Switcheroo. Um, Then he starts stalking down the hallways of this hospital that apparently has four total employees. No one notices him, questions it. I guess the security guard's not there anymore, but still, True. it's like this hospital is totally empty. And it's a massive fucking hospital. Yeah, there's so many different hallways and rooms and like... This hospital is like... Understaffed. understaffed. But maybe not, because there's no patients. Nothing bad ever happens there. That's true. Why would they have such a large hospital for the small town then? I don't know. Like, it's crazy. It's okay, crazy. Okay, now we get to the weirdest kill in this movie, which... Yeah. So Jimmy's running around trying to find help. And he goes into this room where Nurse Alves, Alves, whatever. Wait, no, we missed. What? We missed, like, the, uh, isn't there the, like, uh, security camera footage of, like, the nurse coming up to the security camera place and then, like. Oh, I mean, sure. I mean, it's not really important to the plot, so I was just kind of moving on. Oh, I just want to say that, I, again, I appreciated the camera work here because it shows Michael stalking in and out of the hall, uh, the like hallways, and then the nurse like leaves, and then you see Michael in the actual shot and not the security cameras, and I just, I really like that transition. It looked yeah, really good for cool. me. That's all. Uh, so Jimmy finds Nurse Alvis. Um, Whatever her name is. She's been killed. I don't really understand exactly how she was killed. Well, how did she, like, how was she, like, how did she, was she knocked out and then she got that, and then that happened to her? That's what I have to assume, because he finds her with, because Michael knows how to inject an IV into a vein properly. Um, Yeah. It's like a full IV tube, but the tube's not hooked up to the bag. Yeah. And it's pulling her blood out, so it's just like a pool of blood on the floor. Jimmy somehow does not notice the pool of blood until he is already three feet into it he, okay so he had to one open this door not or notice it. not notice it not smell it is the biggest thing and then he walked through it without hearing like you know sloshing around through blood and keeping his footing or like feeling it sticky on your feet or like slipperiness keeping your balance as a pet a pet not a human yes surgical assistant yes you smell blood yeah like it's irony, and if it's on it's the metallic. floor, it's sticky and slippery and yeah. gross. Like, and especially you would notice. that but much Jimmy fucking blood, stupid. and he doesn't even notice until he picks up like the IV yeah. thing, and then he looks on the ground, and, and then, then he, he sees and then it takes him like a full five seconds before he even realizes what the fuck he's standing in, and then he slips and fucking hits his head. And he goes to leave, and he literally slips, oh. and I laugh so hard. He slips she in did. this blood. We had a pause, <laughs> and he falls backwards like a like a whoa like. Total. Like banana slip from a cartoon. Exactly. Like it's a prat fall. Like he and he just falls backward, hits his head against the floor, and he's knocked out. He should just. It's like wow, Jimmy, you're useless. After all of his talk about, I'm gonna keep you safe. Yeah, I'm that's keep the funniest sa-. part. It's a very ironic trope, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Crazy he didn't notice. Then we see this uh, blonde nurse who, again, don't know her name. We haven't really seen her much before, but she is just heading out to leave. I don't know if she's going to go get help. They don't really know Michael's there yet. Not everybody knows. No, she no. doesn't know. Jimmy, J- they they talked, though. Jimmy and the nurse talked. About what? At, that there were nobody, there were there was nobody, like, in the building. No one was, like, they couldn't find anybody. And that's when he uh, he was like, hey, go get the sheriff. Oh, okay. So it yeah. doesn't, well. So she was, like, going out, leaving, like, the car to get to the car or something like that. For what I'm saying, it doesn't matter. She's leaving the hospital. Yeah. And she sees that. All of the tires of every single car in the parking lot have been slashed. Michael has had so much time to do things, and I don't know when. He's really good at efficiency, you know? Like, he got to the elementary school, did all that shit, left before they even knew he was there. Yeah. Stalked around outside the hospital, slashed each and every tire without anyone seeing, noticing, no one drove by, nothing. Getting their gas lines, potentially, too? Then got into the building. He's very efficient, but no one saw him. And then also... He knows how to properly place an IV. Yes. Um, and that a syringe to the brain with air will kill you. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I also did think it was funny that, like, Halloween 2 has been forever criticized by how little Lori is in it. Yeah. And then spoilies about Halloween kills. So skip 30 seconds ahead if you don't want to hear this. But she's also barely used in that movie. Yeah, she really is. I really, I really hope she's in Halloween that ends like a lot. I really thought that they like Especially took a it's lot of Jamie Lee Curtis. That's real. Well, I think they took a lot of inspiration from like in Halloween Kills from Halloween Two. Honestly, they which is like did, why so. it's a bad movie. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, now we have the what the nurse now coming back Lori in. Now we have Lori drugged up. We think. Shuffling around. Another deleted scene is Lori getting over-medicated because the hospital staff, like, doesn't talk to each other or write down notes, I guess. So that would have... I mean, that's a deleted scene is basically she gets overdosed on sedatives. And there were also deleted scenes of, like, a first-person perspective from her view where her vision's blurred, blah, blah, blah. Which makes sense because she's acting super weird. She can't walk right. It does show her vision blurred a few times. Does it? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, so this blonde nurse sees Lori, and she's like, Lori, Lori, what are you doing? Lori. <laughs> and Lori turns around, and she sees that Michael's behind this nurse. He stabs her with a tiny little scalpel. And then lifts her in the air with this tiny scalpel, which is not physically possible, but that's fine. That scalpel would have crumpled. <laughs> yeah, immediately. Um, Lori runs away. Michael slowly follows, and now we're at final girl run. Final go run. And this is where I wrote, this movie has flown by. That's real. Um, So we kind of have a a body discovery with, she finds the security guy's body that's somehow hung with a light cord. He's got to do his interior design. Yeah. I mean, it's like. He had time to do that, by the way. Yeah. When. (laughs) Um. She crawls up through a window, falls into another room. Why is there a window into another room? I didn't think about that until you just said that as well. Huh. I especially like how that window is placed. It's almost it's like a window outside of your basement, like looking out outside. It's yeah, like, it's like, like up high. Yeah, and it's small. 
Also, good for her for having that upper body strength and being coordinated enough yeah, while well, she's yeah. drugged up. Well, and then she kind of falls and she lands on a pile of boxes and glass. Ugh. Terrifying. And then you can hear it smash. She, oh, God. She would just be covered in blood, like horrifying. Yeah. But um, she runs to an elevator and she's mashing the elevator button to get into it. Obviously, it's just like the first movie with her trying to get into the houses. Um, Gets into the elevator. She's trying to get the door to shut. Michael is walking so slow because I guess he doesn't care. Um, and the elevator closes, and he gets his scalpel into the and his hand into the elevator door closing. So you know, as humans, you've been in an elevator. You can just push it open, and it reopens. That's how elevators are made. I I wonder if maybe that safety precaution didn't exist back then. Ooh, I don't know. That might have been the case, possibly. But basically, it barely kind of closes on him, and it's very gentle. And he pulls his <laughs> hand away because he's like, ah, oh. ah, oh, heck. Thwarted again. Bested by an elevator. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Lori is able to run, runs outside, uh, sees there's a, she opens a car that's unlocked and she like hides down in the, on the floor of the passenger side. Really good thinking on that, by the way. Yeah. Um, this is where we get a very weirdly placed, I would say, scene of Loomis in the car with the nurse and the and the marshal. He wanted to say fire marshal, but he's not a fire marshal. Um, and he's talking about druids or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sacrificing live things, fire basket. Uh, and then yeah. sometimes, and at some point they get to the topic where the nurse is like, oh, I wish they had let you know everything. And he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, that girl, that Strode girl, that's Michael's little sister. She was born two years two previous. years previous to the older sister dying. Whatever. Yeah. Um. So then Loomis is like freaking out because he's like, "Oh, we have to go to the hospital then," and the marshal's like, "Nope." And then Loomis is like, "What about now?" And like holds up a gun to his head. And then he's still like, "Oh and no!" The marshal's and then, like, and then he shoots out the yeah. He does a warning. He's like, passenger. "I'm gonna do what do you call it? A warning shot." And shoots out the passenger side window. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, he's crazy, but he's right. He literally yeah, saves so Lori's Marshall life. Immediately whips his car in a U-turn, goes back to the hospital. Um, back to Lori. I guess the car she got into it just happens to be Jimmy's car. Oh god. Jimmy gets in the car. He's clearly all fucked because he definitely has a concussion or something. Yeah. He also has no blood on him. No, he did. I he thought, did? I thought he did. I but not, like, as much as he should have, I don't think. Not as much as he should have. Yeah. Because um, he enough to pull back and all of his clothes would have soaked. soaked up that Ugh. blood. Unless it, like, Ugh. congealed. Then Ugh. it would be, like, Ugh, a slab gross. on him. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> um, he's basically, like, kind of talking to her, but he's not super making sense. He plays... I think he acts this well. I think so, um, too. Yeah, I agree. And then the, he's trying to start the car. The car, of course, is not starting because, I guess... Not only did he slash all the tires, he cut all the... Gas lines, maybe? I don't know, cars. It might I have been gas line. I almost line, but that doesn't make sense. No, not in um, this case. Gas line, maybe. Put a banana in the tailpipe. I'm going to go with gas line. He, cut the, <laughs> he slashed a gas line. Um, <laughs> a banana. Uh, so, Jimmy... It, but then all of a sudden, Jimmy, like, his Passes words out. get more slurred. Sorry. And he passes out, and his head slams into the steering wheel so that it starts honking the horn. He did like, it. thanks a lot, Jimmy. You literally did the opposite of what you said you would do. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's not his fault that he's an idiot, I guess. But he's been creepy the entire movie, so. Eh. 
he's being a creep and he's not helpful and he's too stupid to notice blood on the floor and he slipped. So loser. Yeah, he's not doing. He's 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 got a donut on the scoreboard right now. Um, we go back. To, we see the marshal again pulling up to the hospital. This marshal is so um, nonchalant. Yeah. He does this line where where Loomis is like, "We have to go back to the ho- we're getting to the hospital. We're getting out of the car, whatever." I don't know what prompts this, but he's like, the, the marshal's like, "What do I have to lose? Except my job." Like, what do you? Your life, my oh, guy. Yeah. What the fuck? He's holding a gun to your head. And he shut out the window. Yeah, he's at just the like, very. He doesn't even see bot. He's just like, eh, whatever. At the very least, uh, he should be worried about Loomis. Mondays, right? <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's like super. And then, so then we get the scene that I fucking hate, mostly because yeah. I hate seeing Lori in this position. I don't like how she's treated in this movie as the character of Lori. I also don't like the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis was asked to come back to this movie for this, and they gave her nothing to work with. Yeah, but she's basically like, um, she's on the ground. She she basically falls out of Jimmy's car trying to get out because again, she's dr- supposed to be very drugged up. And she's, like, crawling on the ground, and she sees Loomis, the marshal, and the nurse. They're all going into the hospital doors. And she's trying to call out to them. And she's like, help me, help me. And then the second they get inside, she screams. Yeah. Somebody help me. It's just conveniency. I don't like that. The second the door shut, you were able to scream? Come on, girl. Well, I'm not even blaming her, obviously. I'm just blaming the fact that, like, I wish they would have... I wish no one she, has peripheral vision. Yeah, okay, yeah. First of all, they're <laughs> so fucking un- unobservant. Like, there's a crawling human, like, very slowly moving. That would 100%, like, catch your, like, your side eye. What is that cat? Sorry, real quick. Right. There's a... If Taryn's listening to this episode, I don't know if she listens, but uh, she just sent me a bunch of pictures of a kitten, so... So cute. This kitten's name is Panini. Oh! Isn't that good? Little Paninis. Now I'm hungry. Ooh, supper time. Supper. Mm. Ugh. Whatever. Dinner, supper. Midwest boy. Oh, my God. You're in the Midwest now, too. And you married one, so. Mm. I married the Midwest? You married... Well, if you marry a Midwest boy, you marry the Midwest, so. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, side note. I saw this. I think it was uh, Tasty. You know that uh, magazine or... No. They're an online thing. Whatever. But they show, okay. like, recipes and shit. Cool. They had a post today that was like, let us know where you live by just naming a food item. Casserole. <laughs> Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> what did you say? I mean, I didn't say anything because I don't want to comment on a. Like, oh. Yeah. I feel like that was commenting such a... <laughs> on shit like that is like a boomer thing to do. I was about to Facebook. say, I just said a boomer thing. <laughs> well, one person commented um, chili and cinnamon rolls. Oh, that's Nebraska. But I was like, no one's commenting Runza? Oh, true. Like that tells you Nebraska. Cause You're right, yeah. Cinnamon rolls chili is the entire Midwest. That's true. That's true. Which, by the way, fucking bomb. I don't like chili alone, but chili and cinnamon rolls, oh my. I'm very picky with chili. I don't like when it's too, like, uh, it has to be seasoned correctly. Maybe I've just never had a good chili. Maybe maybe I just need a well-seasoned chili. Yeah. Hmm. We should make chili. Okay. Not tonight, not obviously. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. We're, we're ordering. We can't go we're, to the grocery store. No, we're ordering food tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly the decision. That's the only fun part about Jacob being sick is ordering food here because we have no groceries because we did not prepare for a possible quarantine situation. This is this is it's fair. fine. Anyway, we're almost at the end. Yeah. Um. So, and then we have another scene of Lori trying to get inside the hospital, screaming, screaming. can't get inside. 
whatever. But per usual, Loomis is like really the only one that's kind of helpful. Yeah, and then this is where I didn't write much, but it's basically just the very last moments of Lori running, Michael chasing her, Loomis is there, everybody's running around. Michael did, oh yeah, the door basically, but very slowly. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he does. This up here, the, Lori and Loomis get inside of a room. Uh, Loomis hands Lori a gun. And they're hiding in this room, and Michael's, like, trying to get in, and he ends up just um, busting through the door, like the Kool-Aid man. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny, because it's... No, no, he did that to the... he Well, th- he did that to the hospital doors first, and then he got shot a bunch of times, killed the marshal, because right. the marshal was being stupid, and then that happened. And then he also, oh, yeah, that door, too. Yeah, so the second oh yeah door um, <laughs> is made out of paper. I guess. I mean, it's just like when he busts through it, it like doesn't look like it was a real door. You know what I mean? It looks like very thin, thin. plywood. Yeah. Like super thin. Um. And LOL, Loomis is now out of bullets. Shouldn't have fired that warding shot. Huh? <laughs> yeah, did he only reload one bullet? I don't know. <laughs> Um, Michael stabs him. It's not a scalpel. He stabs him with something else. No, it's, it's a scalpel, isn't it? Oh. No, because I purposely noted it because I was like, I don't actually know what that is. Oh. Is this, is, it wasn't a scalpel. Okay. And Lori's just sitting there frozen, which is, again, a big bummer. She's just, like, she's sitting in a corner kind of scampering away. But she's, like, and then she says his name, which he kind of reacts to, and he's, like, confused. What? I was going to say... Real quick, when Loomis got stabbed, yeah. he had a great fall. It just caused a bunch of shit. Oh, yeah, he falls into, like, a pile of medical metal. equipment. And they're it, in some room with, like, oxygen tanks. And it's, like, very dramatic, and I appreciated it, yeah. Anyways. So Michael's slowly going towards her. Um, He shoot. She somehow manages. <laughs> Don't interrupt, because I'm going to explain I'm what happens gonna here. I'm just going to laugh. Uh, she manages to... Shoot him twice in the head, but specifically, each eye seems to have gotten shot because blood is just pouring out of just his eye holes. Um, oh my god! But these are magic bullets that penetrate just the eye to the point that your vision is obscured, but it doesn't go to your brain and kill you. Well, he's at this point. I'm pretty sure it's pretty established that he is supernatural, hundred percent. And so he's. But supernatural just so he doesn't die, not that his vision... Yeah, exactly. Like, his eyes... He doesn't, like, have some vision or, like, some sense. So he's literally... He's just just, lost it. We have this whole... It's, like... It's so long. So long. Of him... Slashing the air. He's covering his face with one of his hands. His other hand has the little scalpel thing. He's just slashing repeatedly. Over and over. And every single time he slashes, it makes like a sound like like the sound when you My only reference for this is Paper? When you're you have a jump rope and you like Ooh, yeah. it really fast yeah, and it makes yeah, like yeah. that wind sound. Yes. But it's somehow his arm is going so hard and fast and it makes that sound every time. Do you think they did that on purpose to make it have that feeling? That it was going that fast, but it wasn't actually. Sure, but it was bad and I don't like it. Yeah, I agree. Fully. Um so while Lori's kind of rolling around, casually dodging this, 
Loomis is also dodging, but he's also like opening up all the oxygen tanks and letting the the gas get into the air. Um, he ha- tells Lori to run, which she does, and then he Loomis takes out his lighter he got from the cop in that scene that we were forced to watch. God damn it! And blows everything up. Loomis survives this. Sure. <laughs> He's supposed to have died here, though. In the canon of just oh. movie one and two, he dies. He sacrifices himself to save everybody. Oh, okay. So that would have been nice. Uh, so basically we get... I wonder if that sound picked up. There was just a very... We have so many people who live in our neighborhood and have the stupidest, loudest cars. Yeah. If you own a loud car that just makes loud sound, not because like you can't get it fixed or something, but because you purposely were like, I want a loud car. Fuck you. And don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm over it. Rate us up five stars and fuck on off, please. <laughs> Apple podcast, by the way. You're not invited to our parties. <laughs> um, and then we see the explosion. Lori's like, you know obviously freaking out somehow still, alive still somehow well. alive didn't have any blowback from this massive nope. explosion um and then michael gets up and starts walking towards her again actively burning but it's also just funny because he is wearing a thick padded fire suit so it's like he's a thick boy he's a thick one. boy now yeah, yeah good yeah. for him yeah but then he collapses it's a cool it's a cool shot though oh yeah like, it's if, fucking great yeah like honestly if you saw a fucking burning man walking towards you Terrifying. Now, okay, when we watched this movie, Jacob was like, was that the longest burning stunt, blah, blah, blah? And I was like, what yeah. are you talking about? No. You're thinking of uh, Friday the 13th part. Again? Yeah. You oh needed to get them separated God. into your head. Which one? Um, mm, It's a Kane Hodder one. Six or seven? Maybe? Maybe. It, uh, I think it doesn't matter. It's seven. It's seven. Because okay. it's with... Uh, telekinesis oh telekinesis tina tina yeah yeah teeny (laughs) um man i really do mix those two franchises up all the time mm -hmm. uh we get the kind of closing scene Lori's being carted into an ambulance for the second time um again to (laughs) carting into an ambulance to go to another hospital i guess i don't know yeah because this one's fucked Um, oh yeah it's gone all the staff are dead and it got exploded (laughs) and And I just feel bad because there's already immediately TV reporters there. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Get them away. Yeah, the cops aren't even doing anything to be like, get away. They're, like, trying to ask her questions, assholes. Oh, God. Um, and then we end with seeing the burning corpse of Michael, or his mask. Yeah, his mask, like, melting, melting in the fire still. in the fire, and Mr. Sandman plays again, and then we're done. That's good. Oh, Bean just stretched, too, and he made, like, a sound too so you know it's being as our middle child <laughs> cat i should have said that yeah yeah i should have specified he's we're sitting at the in our at our dining room yes um at the table and he's sitting in one of the chairs because he wanted to be a little secondary podcast guest he's our he's our guest for the week um, we were actually kind of worried because he purrs extremely loud and he mm-hmm. kept getting in jacob's lap and he was purring and being all sweet mm-hmm. and i was like oh no there's gonna be like underlying purring this whole podcast. hell yeah he likes um, to do love chomps, so we were also worried about that. But anyway, that requires so much explanation. That's true. It. You're just gonna keep the mystery yeah, until until an explanation comes sometime um, in the future. So, I think this movie would have been astronomically better if, honestly, if they let Rick Rosenthal 
do what he wanted to do instead of having him being cater so much towards what everybody else wanted and That's getting fair. conflicting opinions and like having no final say in the the cut that made it out there like and just the fact that so many scenes were deleted that explained things more like just the fact that Lori besides being barely in it she never asks are the kids okay that I was babysitting true are my friends okay did she what words did she even say uh she says somebody help me um and she says why me Oh my god. While she's crying. I hate this lawyer. Lawyer. Lori. Lori. Um, Congestion. Yeah, I and it is It's just weird. I don't there's I, I think this movie's worth watching. A hundred percent. We're doing like analysis on this on this film, kinda sorta. Yeah. And you as, know, a, as a plain slasher movie, it's fun. Oh, it's fucking fun. Like, it's still fun, honestly. Like, just don't think too much about it. Yeah. This is one of those movies where you can, like, throw out, throw in the background when you're, like, with your friends and you're, sure. you're chatting and, like, you're chatting as well as watching. Yeah. I don't it's think if, um, if you get too hung up like we did this whole time about the fact that we love Laurie as a character, we love Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. It's probably more fun. Yes. Fully. Because it's just kind of a bummer to watch someone be scared, sad, and struggling for an hour and a half. Just not be their character that they played. Yeah, and she's so drugged up. Yeah. Which is like an interesting idea, but poorly executed. Oh not because God. of her. Her acting is always phenomenal. It's always oh my good. God, and I didn't even mention. Jacob doesn't know doesn't notice stuff like this, but she's wearing a wig in this movie. Um, oh, yeah. Because at that. this point, she had cut her hair to how we know her now. Um, and the wig is terrible. Maggie it's hated it. It's a bad it. wig. I was looking it's for lifeless, it. It's lifeless. And it's one of those where the hairline is just like a perfect circle, basically. So it doesn't look like a human's normal. It's not a good wig. They didn't do. There's one scene that I actually did see it. And it was after Maggie had pointed it out. Yeah. I don't um, know if they you They didn't blend the know. makeup at all yeah, and i was rough. like uh okay but that was it that was the only time i personally noticed and it's not like really the right color the weight is weird it's not a good wig and it's like bro you spent 2.5 million dollars on this john movie? carpenter i'm telling you he had to have gotten a lot of that i mean i hope so because the whole reason he up, signed on was money please to i mean yeah just because he barely got any money from the first one yeah so he was like yeah you owe me producers <laughs> Um, that's fair. I wish they kept the stuff about the news team. I think that was interesting. And I actually, the one, <coughs> the very short one scene we get with the news crew, I like. I like the acting. I don't know. That's fair. They, they yeah, I didn't like their vibe, but yeah, it sucks that it got cut. But anyways, do we have? Do we want to go to segments, or do you have other stuff you want to talk about first? I don't know. I'm just kind of like glancing through, seeing if there's anything else I wanted to touch on. She. I, I told referencing. you, I'm not your mother. Oh, my God. Well, I'm looking through my notes, and I'm looking through. I have Taking Shape in front of me. Yes. Because I just, I read the chapters before we record. Just like blah, a blah. little good refresher and some background knowledge. Um. Yeah, I guess, I think the, the way, I forget if it was filmed or not, but the way the movie was supposed to end was... Uh, Lori 
getting into the ambulance. And there's kind of a shrouded figure next to her that sits up and she thinks it's Michael, but it's actually Jimmy. Oh, they did not have that. No. No. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you... I said how this movie was supposed to end is what I said. Oh, I thought you said you couldn't remember. Anyways. No. But, um... And she says something like, we made it. Like, we made it through this. Something like that. Like, something kind of like, we did it. Sure. And then it was supposed to end. But they didn't do that. Because I'm glad they didn't, honestly, because Jimmy sucks. (laughs) I mean, I thought it would have made more sense with the movie. I guess that's fair. Yeah. What happens to Jimmy? Is he just in his car now? You know what? Passed out in his car? You're right. I, I don't know. Maybe he died. Maybe that was him dying. So. That's my favorite death. <laughs> um, yeah, best kill for me, I'll... I mean, I already said the security guard. We already said for you the syringe. syringe. That had. Yeah, but there's a reason for mine as well. I guess maybe... I don't know if I already said it. But anyways, I just like how... Uh, because I fucking hate needles. Okay, I'm terrified of them. And I did think it was cheap in the beginning of the movie. Uh, with the syringe in the arm for Lori and whatnot. And it was just like, oh, God, I hated that. These kills, like... With the Dr. Uh, mixer. Mm-hmm. And then Mixter. Mixter, thank you. Uh, and then the nurse. I, I don't know. I just, I thought they were impactful and they were like, oh my God, like that's terrible. That's fucking terrible. Like that. that's that's what I liked about it. Um, so just like a little bit different of one. Instead of like gory and like practically done and stuff, I just, I like that one. So that's all. Yeah, I don't really have a reason for mine. That's fair. Besides that, I liked it. Cool. And I like that it wasn't, like, overly gory. Mm, yeah. It's quick. I don't know. That's fair. Um, what do you rate this movie? I'm going to make you go first. Oh, God. I was not expecting that to be first. Um, hmm. I think I'm going to rate this one a 7. Okay. 7 out of 10. That was good. Yeah. Definitely places to improve upon. Um, but overall, I found it enjoyable. Yeah. Even though I kind of slashed to hell when we were talking about it mm-hmm. for this whole episode. But, again, it's just kind of like a fun thing to watch. How about you? Um, I had a hard time picking a rating for this movie because I'm trying to be more, um, I don't know, put more thought into the ratings. Sure. Not that it matters, but. <laughs> yeah. And use the more of the scale, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, Fair find enough. more things that are lower. On the low end. So, sure. for me, I'm giving this a 5 out of 10. Wow, you're saying low end, but you picked the middle. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what I'm... I didn't, that's fair. I mean, I said I want to use more of it. I didn't say I was going to specifically for this movie. Just one. <laughs> 5, um, though. Okay. It's fine. Sure. I, I definitely would recommend people, like, watch this movie. There are a lot of interesting things happening it's it's a beautiful movie to watch like it's shot really well yeah yeah um there's a lot of really good suspense there's some great acting but you know overall for me it's just the fact that they do Lori so dirty in this movie and it's hard and this is the only the thing that i in my head with halloween kills which again Sorry, it's not. This isn't really a spoilie, but we're gonna talk about that movie obviously in a few weeks. But um, I don't like getting into my 
slasher horror movie already at a level 100. And when you start a movie right after the last one, mm. there's 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 not enough like room to like do shit. There's not enough lows and highs. It's it's just like high alert the whole time. That makes sense. And that's a little exhausting to watch. That's fair. Um <clears throat> I guess I'm going to elaborate slightly on why I gave it a 7. Uh oh, okay. cinematography. That's pretty much it. The oh. scenes of the stalking uh, of Michael. Dean Cundy. Yes, he did a great. He did a phenomenal job. I really liked that direction. Good job, Dean Cundy. If you're is he alive still? Uh, yeah. Okay. If you're hearing this, Dean Cundy, we appreciate you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you've never listened, especially like an hour and fifty minutes in season two, episode two of our podcast. If you if, if you were, that'd be incredible. But anyways, um, yeah. So I guess we did it. Hey, this is almost two hours. Oh my god. Um, we did just we did go on tangents, and I appreciate it. Honestly, it was it was a much more relaxed episode this time. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, well, this will come out, this should be coming out uh, November 10th. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then next week we'll be covering Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I do really highly recommend, if I you're following it. along with this podcast, to actually watch that movie. Fully, fully agree with Maggie. This I'm I, not going to say anything else about it because I don't want to... If you haven't watched it yet, we don't if want to spoil it. If you haven't watched it, it I, do, I want you to go into it. Think no. Thinking in your head, don't say anything, Jacob. Okay, okay. It's Halloween okay. 3. That's it. That's okay. all you need to know. Fine. It's so good. <sighs> it's terrible, but it's great. I don't think it's terrible. We'll get into it. I think when it. we rewatch it, you're going to be like, uh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. Um, And I also, okay, so the tagline for the first movie was the night he came home. Tagline for the second movie was more of the night he came home. Which that's is so terrible. dumb. Holy shit, that's fucking bad. The tagline for Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, is the night no one comes home. Ooh. Okay, that one. Now that one's good. Ooh, that one's good. Especially with how that movie is at the end. I appreciate that one a lot. I mean, taglines are always funny, they're always terrible. Yeah. Um, no, no, don't, don't spoil the fourth one. I'm not gonna. Okay, good. Um, I was just thinking the best tagline of all time yeah. is alien for sure oh 100 percent. no one can hear you uh scream. no one can hear in you scream space. in space no one can hear you scream the other way around sounds bad no one can hear you scream in space in space no one can hear you scream does it say in space yes no one can hear you scream. are we positive all right, we're gonna look this up. Okay, Do you're, it live. you're gonna have to you're gonna listen with us, okay? Because we Alien. haven't we haven't done we haven't done our Tagline. outro goodbyes yet, so it doesn't matter. You're still here. In space, no one can hear you scream. Does it say in? No, it just yes. says space. No, it says it right here. Just because Google accidentally put <laughs> up the wrong no. <laughs> okay, okay. This is the tagline. Oh. In space, comma, no one can hear you scream. I'm pissed because that's my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. And I didn't even know that. Well, oh. I'm so smart. You are smart. You're smart as heck. Um, thank you everybody for listening. We'll stop rambling. Yes. Uh, Let's get on with the next episode if you're not listening to it the week it comes out. Do you think people binge this? Maybe. I don't know. Like, you know, road trip or something? If you're on a road trip, let us know where you went. Yeah. yeah. We'd love that, honestly, because we love listening to podcasts when we go on road trips. So That's true. 
Yeah. So if you like this episode, give us a five star on Apple Podcasts. Um, and if you didn't, then don't rate it all, please. Just, <laughs> just move on. Yeah. Just, We're a very you know. small operation. Please don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to Halloween 2. Uh, it was enjoyable to an extent. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. And uh, here was my lovely co-host, uh, Maggie Picklesmith, and then our... My wife. My wife. And then also our uh, guest for this week, uh, Sir Beanington Dip. He kind of has too many <laughs> nicknames. All right. I'm going to say bye. 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 For more Camp Slasher content, head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Camp Slasher Podcast, or follow us on Instagram at Camp Slasher, or on Twitter at Camp Slasher Pod. Email us at Camp Slasher Pod at gmail.com, and your questions and comments may be featured on a future episode. Camp Slasher theme song by Miles Phillips, who can be found on Spotify as me, the guy. If you'd like, give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts to help us grow our show. Thank you for listening, and we can't wait to discuss all the thrills and kills next time.